Do the Twins have a right-handed reliever problem, or is this an opportunity for a very intriguing name? Let's get into that here on Chin Music, our baseball show at TalkNorth.com. Roy Smalley's often the star of the show. Roy's uh, out of town today. It's myself and Lavelle E. Neal III, two Star Tribune columnists and longtime baseball writers to break down the Twins. Uh, they're a pretty good surge, but also one glaring problem they have, and that is they ha- continue to cycle through right-handed relievers looking for the right person to pitch in the seventh and eighth innings. Uh, this show is part of TalkNorth.com. Best way to listen to this show or any show you like at TalkNorth.com. Subscribe at your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Thanks to our many sponsors, including All Energy Solar. We are coming to you from the all. Uh, we are coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Thanks to Aquarius Home Services. Thanks also to Grain Belt, which is sponsoring a series of live shows we're doing downtown Minneapolis. Our next live show downtown Minneapolis will be September 27th. We will let you know when we set the uh, the venue for that show. Be great to have you stop by. We'll give away a bobblehead at that show. Also, we are planning an October 2nd live show downtown Minneapolis to preview the Twins being in the playoffs. And yes, for everybody worrying, they still have a 99.7% chance of making the playoffs. They will be in the playoffs. They are easing toward the playoffs as we speak. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. And once again, thank you for listening. All right, Lavelle, we're talking here on Thursday morning. Garth Jacks gave it up another long home run on Wednesday that cost the Twins a game. I'm wondering if by the time we get to October 3rd, that first playoff game, Louis Varland might be their key late inning right-handed reliever. What do you think? Well, I, I think there's a reason why the Twins uh, decide to move him to the bullpen and put him in a relief role late in the season because I think they looked at looked ahead and saw the writing on the wall and realized that we may have a, a depth problem with right-handed relievers. Um who thought they would have that at the beginning of the year because he had Jorge Lopez setting up for uh, for Yon Duran and um, had other characters too, and Brock Stewart emerged, you know, during the season as well. So, and of course, Brock Stewart could get healthier, have a successful rehab from his injury, and get into the mix before the postseason. But I think we see now we see why the Twins made the move they did with Varland because. Um, they need they need a guy who can come in and um, match up with uh, dangerous hitters late in games. Varlin definitely has the stuff to do that, um, and it may be you know more than him too. It may be Stewart. Uh, I don't know how many other people uh, they are considering as well, but I would uh, be a little concerned. I think Jax and Pagan are not uh, not reliable as eighth inning guys. I think in sixth and the seventh. You know, that's a as a good role for both of them with occasional um, exposure to the eighth inning. Uh, but I think you're going to have days like yesterday where um, it's, it's especially against better competition in the postseason where, you know, Jax needs to be he needs I mean, he's got good stuff. But he needs to be a little more perfect than than others. And when he's a little bit off, he, he gets tagged, man. So I think there is a problem. Uh, I think they they hope that Varlin's a solution to the problem. I don't know if he's going to be because he's relatively new to this, and it's going to be a lot to ask from him to succeed in this role. But the Twins have no other choice at this point is to try out Varlin and hope to heavens that uh, that Brock Stewart uh, could get back, get healthy, and have his control and be able to lend a helping hand as well. 
yeah, I really like this bullpen coming out of spring training. I like Duran in the closers role, of course. Uh, I expected Jorge Lopez to at least be a solid eighth inning guy. Then you had Alcala coming back off injury with with really dynamic stuff. Then you had Jax. It felt like they were loaded at right-handed reliever, where Pagan really was like a fifth or sixth inning guy at best, no matter how well he pitched. Now all of a sudden, um, you know, Jax. I mean, Lopez has his problems. Alcala gets hurt. Now Jax is spitting the bit. Uh, here's the one thing, though. I, I know that you know this fan base tends to panic. Uh, they are going to make the playoffs. So even though everybody hates the way Garth Jackson, uh, Griffin Jax is pitch, pitching right now, they do have time to let him figure this out. They might even clinch with like a week left. They, they might have some opportunities to get him right again. But personally, right now, for me, the postseason started tomorrow. I would give it to Varland. I, he's his stuff as a reliever is about he throws about four or five miles an hour faster. He's got now he's throwing a 99 mile an hour fastball with a little bit of movement to it. His cut fastball might be an even better pitch than his regular fastball. He has guts. He'll throw strikes. He goes at hitters. I mean, to me, he has and he has kind of a bulldog mentality. He's a former wrestler. I kind of like Varlin for the for the right-handed late inning role to combine with Thielbar, who's been excellent. Yeah, well, I think uh, what other options do they have, Jim, at this point? Right, I think right. they, have, they, have, they have to they have to look at that and, and and hope that it works. And you know, when he when he went out in the, the relief uh, uh, outing in uh, St. Paul, and I found out he touched like a hundred and one or something like that, I was like, well, what do we have here? And that it could be a positive development for the squad, but I, I, I we've seen Jackson, we've seen Pagan run hot and cold uh, all season. Um, in Pagan's case, you know, it's he, his cold streak was really a bad cold streak, but he he worked his way out of it and actually had I think he threw two effective innings yesterday. But um, but um, yeah, they need another look there, and Varlin could be the guy to step into the breach. And um, the other thing too is that you know hitters aren't hitters aren't used to seeing him either. It's not, it's not like he's had a lot of exposure in Major League Baseball. Um, coming in with a fresh arm and a fresh repertoire could um, actually be a plus. So they have no other choice anyway. So let's hope it works. <laughs> yeah, and, and Pagan, as we know, we keep saying it. He has excellent stuff. He has a three twenty seven ERA. It, that's hard to do, uh, whatever situation you're pitching in. He had a bit of a lull middle of this month where he, he gave up runs in multiple consecutive outings. Now he has a pretty good streak going. The thing is, I just – his his tendency to have the outing where he just can't find the plate uh, just scares mm-hmm. you. And I think Varland is going to yeah. throw many more strikes. So I just – I think that's going to be – here's the other thing. Brock Stewart probably has the second best stuff on the staff. If yep. he can come back, he might be that guy. And Paddock, he's even making noise about wanting to get back. I don't know if he can come back, prove himself, and, and suddenly be pitching in late innings. But, you know, the funny thing is that the right-handed relief group might be wildly different two weeks from now than it is today. Right, and which would be wildly different than it was at the beginning of the year. That's right. Uh, as, far, as far as Chris Paddock is concerned, um, I'm expecting nothing from him. I, I, to, right. I mean, the history with two-time Tommy John uh, surgery uh, pitchers is not good. Um, I, I know there's talking about his velocity and his uh, and his breaking stuff looks good, but 
man, it's it, that's a hard. It's so hard to come back from one, let alone two. Um, control command is usually the last thing to come back on 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 the comeback trail, and uh, ask Paddock to come back and adapt to a relief role coming off his second time. John, I think that's just a lot. So yeah, um, I, I agree with I, you. It's just it's just an interesting thought. You know, it's an right. interesting and and here's the thing. I'll take uh, Akala though. If Akala wants to get, I take Akala, no doubt. And I also think pa- Paddock. Um, I mean, his goal should be in the rotation, uh, beginning of next season. You know, because I, I think my guess is Sonny Gray is going to leave as a free agent, and uh, you know, you could see you could see a rotation next year of of Lopez, Ryan, Ober, Paddock, and then Varlin. Maybe maybe Varlin reliever. Varlin reliever forever. I don't know. I I'm an, honestly, I guess I I'd, I'd rather have this version of Varland as a reliever than what we saw early in the year as Varland as a starter, where he's just trying to be your fifth starter and give you five decent innings. Because I, right now he's looks like a dominant late inning uh, pitcher. And I think that's a bigger need for this team right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a bigger need for this team um, because the way the game is managed in, in today's baseball, um, you know, the, the bullpen door is swinging open in the sixth inning sometimes. And, uh, you end up using two, three relievers before the night's over, and a manager's got to be able to go to the bullpen with confidence that uh, these guys are going to come out of there and uh, have some success and uh, keep the score low or protect leads, or, or at least keep the team in it so they can come back. And um, you need as many good arms as possible. Look, what you know, we used to always talk about. We talk about how long, how many starters you need to get through a season, how many relievers do you need to get through a season now. Yeah, you know, that's. Yeah, exactly. And so um, you gotta, you have to look at these things to see who can adapt to a relief role. You know, Josh Weiner a couple years ago was a starting prospect. You know, now he's pretty much been a reliever. Cole Sands, same way. Um, they're usually kind of uh, innings eaters coming out of the pen. Will they ever get a chance to be a rotation person again or just stick as relievers? I don't know. But, um, you know, uh, you know, looking ahead, they definitely have some issues about forming that bullpen around. But you know, Varlin could stick; he could thrive. He he wants to be a starter, though, and that, that's a big consideration too. Um, I'm not sure it talk. is. I mean, you know, listen. I mean, everybody wants something that they can't have in life. You know, no, I mean, okay. excuse me. I mean, you know, if if he ends up being, I think what he needs to realize is. If he's a dominant reliever, he's going to have a better and more lucrative career than if he's a fifth starter. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, uh, it's just curious because the guy's got a lot of talent, and he wasn't heralded coming up through the system either. I mean, we we were hearing more about Ober and Winder coming up uh, than Varlin. Now, some Varlin pops up, gets the major, starts a game in Yankee Stadium, and thrives. And uh, he's got stuff. And I like his moxie, as you pointed out. So, it's a lot of pluses, man, and um, it, it, it definitely looms as an interesting character going forward for this organization. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we want to get to uh, Joe Ryan, Duran, Julian, Royce Lewis, Keiko, a bunch of other topics here. Uh, first, we want to thank tell you know that we're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Here's more on Aquarius Home Services. 
Labor Day has come and gone. That means it's I'm not ready to admit summer is over season. It also means huge savings on Connecticut water treatment systems during our fall blowout sale. Scott for Aquarius Home Services, your independent authorized Connecticut dealer. Now through October 14th, enjoy 25% off a non-electric whole home Connecticut water treatment system. That's worry-free water, spotless dishes, and softer clothes with on-demand efficiency. Visit ConnecticutMN.com to schedule your free water analysis and save 25%. Also want to let you know that all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. All energy solar is ready to take any solar project from design to installation and everything in between. Find out more about going solar for your home or business at allenergysolar.com slash coach or go to allenergysolar.com and just educate yourself as I have on solar and what it can do for you and for everyone. We're all headed that direction. Might as well get with a company that knows its stuff, allenergysolar.com. Again, we'll let you know when our September 27th live show is. We will give away a bobblehead at that show. And thanks to Grain Bell for sponsoring the series of, of live chin music shows in downtown Minneapolis. It's been a blast. Uh, thanks so much. So you wrote, you know, a couple of weeks ago maybe about Duran and kind of his, his lull where he just didn't look as dominating. Are you seeing an uptick from him lately? I think he's been better uh, of late. Um, still haven't seen a breaking ball that that he he snapped off at the beginning of the year. So I, I don't know, and I haven't been out to the ballpark lately, so I'm not sure how they they feel about that. But um, it, the good thing is he still has the great the good fastball, and um, if he continues to kind of hone that that breaking ball, he's back to being a guy that uh, that is really tough to beat. Um, you know, and it happens. You know, stuff doesn't stay the same throughout a season. You have times we have to feel for your pitches, and there are times that you don't. And when I wrote that column, uh, he had gotten to a point where he just had the right feel for the pitch. And um, in addition to not having the right feel, didn't uh, move the way he wanted it to. And you know, as I was, I was told that you know he was he had to get re, he had to regain confidence in throwing that pitch, and that happens uh, as you go through a season, man. So um, I just thought, you know, looking at the numbers and looking at uh, how things are going, you saw a difference uh, in um, pitch effectiveness and pitch usage, and it's been better uh, recent starts. So um, I think Duran is on the right track. He's he's had three, he's saved his last he's had saves in his last three outings. Um, he hasn't uh, allowed an earned run in his last like uh, five outings. So it's getting it's getting better. Uh, he's having more success. Um, and he's got time. The thing is, it's not time to panic about this. It's, I mean, we have to point out these things when they happen. But uh, he's got time to get at full throttle, to be back at the height of his powers uh, before the October games come. So, um, yeah, yep, he's uh, had, you know, four scoreless outings now, um, I think, since I wrote that. Maybe he read my column. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> oh, I, everybody I think he reads your column, okay. well, so of course he read it. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Here, oh no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, he, uh, I, I, I think you're seeing some better results here. He's getting some momentum, so that's a good thing. Yes, um, fascinating for a franchise that seems to like to rest its players, is wants to avoid injuries, even though it hasn't been successful doing so. At least, actually, I, I will take. I will say this after last year was destroyed by injuries and after all the injuries early this season, they're actually about as healthy as they've ever been with the exception of, of Byron Buxton, who just had got a cortisone shot in his knee. This roster is incredibly healthy at the moment, which is a very rare thing, but it's really weird for a team that has stressed 
player health as much as this one has to have Julian out there with a bad hamstring, just telling him, Hey, play through it. That is weird. Um, <laughs> that, that is definitely not uh, the twins way. They usually err on the side of caution and, um, and have guys uh, rest and, 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 uh, make, and go through their maintenance and go through the recovery and make sure everything's at full throttle. You know, I mean, they, Ball players say they're treated like greyhounds, man. You know, one little thing goes wrong and they go spinning off the track, you know. So they're trying to uh uh usually trying to avoid those things. So what they're doing with Julian's rather interesting. It must be a real minor issue if they're willing to send him out there uh like that, because you know, we have a hamstring man. All it takes is one time you're trying to beat out an infield hit and uh, you can blow that thing out. Now you're wrecked for a month. So um yeah, that's that's a rather interesting situation uh of for Julian. But one, um, you know, they love his bat. They want to keep his bat in the lineup and uh, keep that offense purring, man. He's become like their de facto leadoff hitter um, uh, during the second half of the season. So um, they're probably looking at the benefits of having him in the daily lineup. And once again, they mu- there must be a, a level of confidence that he can uh, work through this without uh, uh, aggravating it or taking it to the next level. So we're going to have to tr- trust uh, Dr. Baldelli and his staff there to uh, handle this uh, as carefully as possible without it uh, going backwards on him. Yeah. And he's a very, I mean, even when he's struggling, it's just, he takes the most unique at bats I've seen. I mean, he, He'll take strike. He'll take strike. He'll get 0-2. He'll battle back and make it 3-2. He'll extend the bat to 10, 12 pitches. And then he always has the potential for driving the ball out of the ballpark, even to the deepest parts of the ballpark. And he's not a, that big a guy. He's a really interesting case. Um, I you know Don't overreact to what I'm saying here, but it's almost – I'm not saying he is Joe Maurer. I'm saying that he reminds you of Joe Maurer because the bat is just starting when it's 0-2. You know, uh, his ability to hang in there, fall off pitches, and he has really good strike zone judgment. Um, I, I, I think maybe uh, the umpires have realized that with this guy a little bit because when he first came up, um, he was getting the wrong end of – he was not getting the benefit of doubt on some of these borderline pitches um, that were called against him. But it seems like he's getting those more now. But uh, it's actually entertaining to watch him bat because you know you're going to get a competitive at bat. He doesn't give the bats away. Um, and yeah, he's got, he's got pop, especially, uh, left, left center. You could drive the ball that direction. It's, uh, definitely has power to center field. It's, uh, it's really neat to watch him hit. And every time I see him get in the batter's box, I keep thinking, this is why they were comfortable trading a Spencer Steele or in Kenosha strand because they right. had Julian coming up and, and Royce and Royce Lewis and Brooks Lee. Right, right. Yeah. Brooks Lee's going to be heard from sometime next year as well. So that's another story for another day. We spent an hour talking about what the infield should be. Because my crazy thing is this. Maybe they didn't need to sign Correa back. <laughs> I would put one of, five, one, of a short, uh, five, one of those guys to play short, either Lee or Lewis, and put the other one at third and just move forward that way. But uh, that's uh, that's a $30 million issue we can discuss some other time. But uh, Yeah, that sounds like uh, a good off-season issue. We could do a whole segment or a whole show on that. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I just, I, man, I like watching the guy hit. I don't like, I don't like watching him field. Uh, he's got work to do in that regard, but, uh, uh, when he steps in a box, I think, uh, you gotta have, you have to watch cause he's going to hit the, he's going to hit a rope somewhere. And here's the interesting thing. Joe Maurer was six, five, 225 pound, former football player. And his goal was to hit a single 
up the middle or to left center. Julian is probably smaller than me, and he's hitting the ball 440 feet on a regular basis. He has he has really strong legs. He knows how to stay back. He knows how to use leverage, and he drives the ball. He does. He does. Like I said, it's a, it's great to watch. Um, it is. And and uh, he he's filled a need at the top of the order too. I think Rocco had an issue trying to. Well, I mean, uh, you know, Julian is part of that group that saved the season. I mean, yeah. Rocco has a number three hitter now in Royce Lewis. He has a leadoff hitter in Julian. He's got a, a run producer in Walner when he's going good. Um, it's it's amazing how the season's gone for the squad because I. The only thing is is the lack of experience and what's it going to be like when they get in the postseason and teams are going to really be uh, diving deep and how to get these guys out and how they're going to re- respond to that. Um, can these guys get into uh, a big situation and continue to be the hitters that they are? Um, that's the great unknown about all this. But it's it's exciting uh, because these guys have saved the season. They've saved this offense because um, it does not look as hopeless as it did at the beginning of the year. And uh, Julian's been a huge part of that. It's also very interesting that it looked like this team early in the season, everybody's trying to hit pulled home runs. Everybody's looking for that pitch they could hit crushed to their pull field. And the season's been saved by people who've come up and said, nope, that's not the way I hit. I'm not listening to that. I'm going to hit the ball all over the field. Julian hits it center and left center a lot. Royce Lewis has hit home runs from foul line to foul line. Uh, Walner, Walner likes to pull the ball, but he also can crush the ball to center field. And it just reiterates what we always knew, what we always saw and heard from Milder, Maurer, Morneau, Puckett, Herbeck, which is you're so much harder to pitch to if you're willing to go up the middle or opposite field as as opposed to just looking for that one pitch you can pull. Well, I, the, 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 I mean, the crazy thing about this year is that, you know, it wasn't, Correa talking about this. It wasn't Buxton talking about this. It wasn't Jeffers. It was it was Royce Lewis talking yep. about yeah. With two strikes, I'm just looking looking to uh, you know hit the ball where it's pitched. If I have to go the other way, you know, so be it. There's a lot of empty field out there, and I'm like, how come after hear this from like a 23 year old who has not been in the majors that long? How come I'm not hearing this from a Correa or a Buxton or someone else who's had over a thousand at bats, a thousand plate appearances in their major league career? And it just it just shows you the maturity and the baseball acumen that uh, Lewis has. That's kind of beyond, it belies his age. And um, to watch that in play, it, and it's it's really disheartening too. If you're a pitcher and you you've got a guy down 0-2 or whatever, and you you think you're trying to finish him off, and he flips flips one out to the opposite field on you, you know that pisses a pitcher off, and that could affect the next hitter. So Lewis is doing that. Um, you know it. it it's it's an interesting swing with his because it looks long, but I don't really think it is that long. But he whips it through the strike zone so well, uh, and he hits. Yeah, his hard hit rate's awesome, and it can go anywhere. And he can drive the ball to opposite field if he needs to. And it's he, he's he's almost a complete hitter uh, at age twenty three, and uh, that's it's gonna be fun to watch him hit over the next several years. He's their best player. He's their best personality. He's their best clutch hitter. Uh, he seems to be the person who enjoys being up in clutch situations more than anybody else. Although Kepler, uh, the reborn Kepler is doing that as well. Um, it's fascinating. And I love baseball when you can see the wheels turning in someone's head 
and you can see what Royce Lewis is trying to do with his at-bats. You can see why he takes that pitch. You understand why he swung at that pitch. You can see how he hits situationally. Sometimes he's looking for a pitch he can really drive. Sometimes he's looking for a pitch he can just get to the outfield. You know, it's, it's just that, – that's what I loved about watching all the great Twins hitters over the years. You could see the thought process, and it's very rare to see that from a young player. Especially, I mean, yeah, he's hitting, he's, he's recognizing and understanding the situations and figuring out the best way to be effective in those situations. And, and that's awesome. Um, that, that he's ahead of the game, uh, compared to other players his age. And, uh, that's really, it's really cool to see. Um, and you're right. Uh, you think about some of the good hitters through the years and you mentioned pocket and you mentioned Herbeck and, and Maurer and those guys, they all had, a, you know, you could, you could see the plan of putting me and put in play. Definitely see the plan with with Lewis, man, and um, yeah, he is uh, like he's he's made things easier for Rocco. Like I said, the yeah. filling out that lineup had to be crazy for him. I mean, I think we were leading off Correa a little bit with <laughs> one stretch. Everybody was, tried. Everybody let off. <laughs> and it just, this lineup was a mess, and I, I was screaming about drop Correa down to six when he was hitting like two ten, and Rocco didn't have any options. He had to back Correa right. somewhere in the top three spots. You know, Buxton. You know where. Where could he put him? I just, but now, you know, Rocco had, he probably looks at that blank lineup card before games now with a little more enthusiasm because he's got some, he's got some cards to play. Um, and you almost know, you, you know what you're getting when Julian bats, you know what you get when you get when Royce Lewis is batting. And when a manager knows what they're getting out of guys, when they, when he pencil them in a lineup, that's just, you know, that's just a, a comfort level that everybody wants to have. Here's the other interesting thing about young hitters. Uh, we talk about experience a lot in baseball. For the Twins, their least experienced team was the last team to win a playoff series. The 2002 Twins, hadn't; none of those people had been in the playoffs. Uh, they had a really young lineup, and I think they almost benefited from not having any scar tissue. They just went out and just played, and they, won a, they beat a really good A's team, and then, you know, they – they got beat by Adam Kennedy, which is weird. But uh, I, I really thought, thought they lost the ALCS because uh, their their bullpen ran out of gas. Uh, but there there might be an advantage to people like Lewis and Julianne and Walner just going up there, just doing their thing, and not not sitting around think overthinking it the way sometimes I think these veterans can. And that, that's a theory that's been thrown out there in sports a lot: is that the young players don't know any better once they get in these situations. So they, they tend to thrive and not put too much pressure on themselves. So you, you won't know what these guys are made of until you see them in those situations. I mean, I, I, I have confidence that Lewis will be able to keep his head above, above water. I think uh, of uh, Julian can as well, but we won't know for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was fun watching the new kids on the block in 2002, you know, because it, it started coming in 01 when they were 50 and 31 at midseason. Um, before, you know, Guzman had that injury and they kind of went downhill from there. Uh, 02 was a thrill. I, I, I think I think it was a matter of them running into the Angels. I don't know. And the bullpen ran out of gas. That's true. The but Angels man, were really good that year. Well, I think everybody was celebrating the fact that the Twins knocked off the A's because I think it was a foregone conclusion that uh, Art Howe was going to have Hudson, Mulder, and Zito, you know, just ease through this through that series mm-hmm. to the point where I think Howe screwed up the whole thing because I think he tried to set up his rotation for the next round of the playoffs and use basically use the twins as like a spring training exercise and got caught. But the one thing we overlooked was that the angels had kicked the crap out of the Yankees in the first round. Yeah. And, and once they, once they did that, they were like, we are, are we are uh, 
invincible right now. And we saw that after game one. Because you remember Joe Mays pitched the game of his life yeah. uh, in game one. I remember talking to Rick Anderson. He was like, oh, who we- all we need is three more victories. He'll be playing the World Series, you know. So they were, they were, they were thinking they were, they were, uh, they were going to really do something there. But uh, God, yeah, it was a they, the inning. They sent like fifteen batters to play. Uh, the the inning that never ended. Oh man, Latroy was screaming coming off the mound. You know, but you're thinking like, okay, this was great. More is coming because these guys are young. They got an upside. Um, it's going to be fun to watch this, and you know. This lineup in the next year or two is really going to be badass because yes. of the guys who have thrived with Julian and Lewis and Walner and and um, oh my God, I mean he's not a young guy, but man, Willie, Willie Castro stealing stealing thirty bags is coming off the bench is rather remarkable to me. I mean, and he's under control for two more years. I mean, I can't believe he's the Tigers really gave player. up. I can't believe the Tigers gave up on him. You know, so um, he's a guy going forward. It's, it's, so, you know, you wonder about guys like Nick Gordon. Can he be part of this moving forward as well? Feel bad for the guy. Um, he's taken such a circuitous route to the majors with the injuries and the setbacks and the COVID. And, you know, he's already skinny as hell. He got sick and lost even more weight. He had to recover from that. Um, and now, you know, it looked like he was going to be a, a factor this year and breaks his leg on a foul ball, which is only the second time I, I think Jermaine Dye did that uh, when he was with the A's. Um, it's definitely possible to break your leg when you hit a foul ball, which is crazy. But um, yeah, they got pieces here. You know, Jeffers stepping up, um, you know, looking like he's ready to uh, take over the everyday reins of uh, being a catcher. And you know, it, they're stuck with Christian Vasquez for two more years. But you know what? Um, he, he could be a backup catcher, make six million dollars, and be happy about it. You know. Yeah. But like like the young hitters in this lineup. Uh, you still have Larnick. You still have Kirilov. We haven't said a word about Kirilov in this show. Um, this team's gonna be held. This team's gonna be held to deal with, especially from the left-handed side, moving forward. So, um, hopefully, this is just the beginning, and we're having these conversations about uh, how great the two-strike approaches are, how unflappable these guys are in the batter's box, and how much damage they're doing at all parts of the field. So, um, this could just be the beginning. Agreed. Hey, thanks to Lavelle. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Once again, thank you for listening. Again, we'll let you know the the location of our next live show, uh, sponsored by Grain Belt, downtown Minneapolis, September 27th. We usually try to do it between work and the beginning of a Twins game. Uh, We'll also do a preview show October 2nd. So thanks to Aquarius Home Services, AllEnergySolar.com, and Grain Belt. And thank you for listening.